Hello, and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of October 12th, 2016. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So this week, uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff from New York Comic Con, uh, including a lot of stuff that we hadn't seen before, uh, some display pictures and also some stock pictures. Uh, and we've got some things that are newly available, and then we've got some talk about uh, Transformers ongoing number 57. Uh, so that will all be super exciting. Uh, also, some, some very interesting uh, facts and figures from the end of Revolution number three, which will be out this week. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's lots and lots of uh, New York Comic Con stuff out there. Uh, it's it's pretty great. Yes, it's toy I, Christmas. Well, the third. I, I would like to. Uh, hmm? I would like to shout out to Ant at tfu.info, who has been a guest with us, who specifically tweeted to me, well, us, but but me, uh, that broadside comes with a sprue of tiny aerial bots. Aw. Kind of weird that he comes with like tiny model planes that are on a sprue, but it, it's cute. It's cool. Yeah. Well, they're like they're it. specifically the the aerial bots. Hmm. I mean, I I realize other people may have trouble identifying the aerial bots as tiny monochrome <laughs> jets, but but it is specifically. Is it all five of them or just? Uh, no, Alpha Bravo. Oh. Slingshot gets to be there instead. Well, okay. Quick well, yeah, Slinger the, gets the, the to be there instead. I actually feel sorry for Alpha Bravo now. Yeah. He's the sad, forgotten aerial bot. Uh, but yeah, that's really cool. They peg into place on his aircraft carrier mode. Uh, he, in general, just defies all sense of scale, just like the original. Uh, which is is pretty great. Because he's an aircraft and an aircraft carrier, so it's like he lands on himself. Well, that's bad enough. It's made worse by his Titan Master head, which can sit in the conning tower. (laughs) It's gigantic (laughs) on the aircraft carrier. It it doesn't sit in the conning tower. It sits on the conning tower. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's not like it's you know, enclosed. <laughs> it's just it opens up and there's a seat. Uh, so, so yes, uh, he has a head that I yeah, is the the original toy head rather than the animation head. Uh, but I'm sure someone will probably make a a 3D printed face for that. Trent, uh, you mean Trent? Yes, I mean Trent. <laughs> uh, though the the only real notable thing that Broadside ever really did in the G1 cartoon was in the the absolutely atrocious episode Carnage in C minor in which he turned into an aircraft carrier to fall on Devastator. <laughs> There's and something just, Douglas Adamsy about that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah I, I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. Uh, so, yeah, we've got uh, Titan Masters Wave 4. Uh, which is going to be, oh my goodness, the repugnance. So this is like the precious wave. Because <laughs> there's repugnance who does have a little, like, it's sort of like a, a <laughs> clobber and his, now I'm blinking out on the, the other version of him, even though I have him. I'm the worst. Uh, but the point is, oh, no. he's... 
Yes. He's got that little, like, sort of animal-y mode, even with his little armor, uh, that looks like his old G1 version. Which is so uh, And then there's Shuffler. Shuffler is an elephant. Uh, he is based on a uh, a toy that we never got in America because in Japan. Now you might notice uh, if you've played with any G1 headmasters, uh, the the non junior ones, the the original set. Uh, their little the little tech spec thing in their chest actually has separate little things that move separately. So you could like hypothetically put another head on it, and it would it would be different and that never really i mean i guess you could put brainstorm's head on chrome dome Mm. in the u.s but in japan they actually sold separate little heads Uh, and one of them was this little elephant named shuffler so so now we have him as as one of these new headmasters which is which is pretty great i like that a lot Uh, so also there's legends class brawn yay more brawn Big fans of Braun will be very excited. He's kind of I think I can only blocky. really think of one big fan of Braun, and I don't know if he even pays attention to the fandom anymore. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, so all the big Braun fans, you get two toys this year. Congrats. Uh, people who do not have fans would include <laughs> Getaway. <laughs> yeah, now called Breakaway. It's called Breakaway this time. He's just a... Chrome Dome repaint with a different head. I was expecting some remolding, but nope. He doesn't deserve it. No. I'll probably (laughs) just give him to some other head anyway. But I was hoping for a little bit more variety. Oh, sorry. You can can crush him, though. I mean, you can pop his head off. You, You could probably... No, you probably couldn't just flick his head off without possibly damaging the... the headmaster. But... Oh well, it's a nice dream. Uh, Trigger Happy and Blowpipe, uh, being Target Masters originally, uh, they managed to survive without any kind of name change, which is which is not something that Twinferno managed. Yeah. Well, he uh, we went from Double Cross. Being... Twinferno. Twinferno sounds cooler than Double Cross. That, that's an upgrade, I think. I guess he sounds more trustworthy than Double Cross. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, has the best, his G1 toy, (laughs) his G1 toy is really super awesome. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to an updated version of it. Also, yes, he has the best head, uh, because his head is white Leo, uh, which is, what is that? Was that one of the battle beasts? Yes, it was. Well, it looks like white Leo. It's called Dabura, which could mean devil? It's called Daburu, which, Daburu is, which is like a Japanese butchering of devil, maybe. It's also the pointed out. The robot mode has these adorable, like, uh, foot claws and, like, a lion bot e robot head yes. with an eye patch. The eye patch is the yes. best part. He's a the eye patch, patch is what really sells it. <laughs> because, I mean, that's what... You know, White Leo had, as far as I can remember yeah. from the like screenshots I've seen of those episodes. Uh, his his head mode looks very nice. Uh, I also heard it suggested that Daburu is uh, W with a uh, with a heavy Japanese accent. So, Could be, yeah. It, it's it's one of those things that's like uh, I forget. I think there was a 
I forget how it was spelled. One of the DBZ characters was, was like Doubler, but it was like Dabaru. He was he was he looked like a devil. We just called Double, ah. which is weird translation <laughs> issues. But he's a cute little liar, sure. so who cares? Aw, yes, and he's got an eye patch. He's not cute. He's a badass, and you can tell because <laughs> he's got an eye patch. Yes. Yes, that's... I'm definitely going to have to get this one, but I'm mm-hmm. wondering if we're also going to get him in yellow and teal as Sinner Twin. Oh, I really hope Ooh. so. Well, yeah. he won't be called Sinner Twin. Uh, I forget what they called him with the um, itty bitty suckers. That they but made. Twin Strike. Oh, Twin Strike. Boring. <laughs> Boring. Uh, but but yeah, so that's uh, that's the second of the Autobot. Monsters, monster bots from uh, G1. So I wonder if we're going to get Grotusk at some point. Uh, that's fine because Grotusk is the only G1 one I actually like have oh, out sh- on display. So I have him. Hmm. Neat. And then we have Perceptor. Yeah, uh, so uh, who is disappointed that Perceptor doesn't have a monocle? Me. That's what I'm saying. Disappointing. I, yeah. <laughs> He, Everything just, else about him is is not disappointing. Yeah, well, it's just that he doesn't have yeah. a monocle, and that can be easily remedied by Trent again. Yeah, yeah. Also, I appreciate that his microscope mode has treads, like the original <laughs> one. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> I also appreciate that his microscope tray is sized to perfectly fit a Titan Master. Yes. Aww, he can take a little nap. That's pretty great. He's got to examine them. Oh, they're taking a little nap. And yes, his Titan Master is named Convex, which is great. I that's like great. that a lot. I wonder if the lenses on the uh, plastic portion of his optical barrel thing that I should know the name of but don't will actually have any kind of like a optical... The original Stuff. didn't, so I wouldn't imagine. God, what's happening to my brain? <laughs> I mean, it does look like in the uh, stock rendering that they provided, they do at least have a plastic lens in the top. Yeah, looks so like there is a lens. Maybe they are going to... Who knows? It shouldn't be that hard to actually modify him to have real lenses. I mean, I'd... it shouldn't be that hard to modify him to, but... I feel like it would be really cool if they did it by default. Yeah. I mean, it seems doable. It's just molded plastic in the right colors with the right polish. Hmm. Right thickness. Uh, so, so looks great. He does. I really like, I hope that shade of blue on him manages to, uh, to make it through as well as it looks. Uh, cause it's pretty good. I like I like Perceptor. Uh, we have Sky Shadow, who is one of those where he's pretty obviously like a I guess you'd call it a pre-tool at this point. Yeah, well, it doesn't really uh, look like they'll even have to retool. Well, I guess his chest probably, but the rest of him, he's Overlord in black. <laughs> he's a black <laughs> repaint before yeah. Overlord yeah. comes out. Yes, and I guess doing the non. Fans got to have him character first is going to convince people to double dip, but if you're going to do that, why isn't this one an Autobot? Well, wait, well, um, wait what size is Six Shot? Is he a leader class too? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not yeah, sure. That way, Sky Shadow, Six Shot, I... and Overlord 
All phase sixers are all leader class. They're big and they're dangerous. Ooh. <laughs> hmm. It's true, they are dangerous. Yeah, that's that sounds like a, a good way to do it. But I I do appreciate then that we're getting some very big, very fancy toys of uh characters that again we're dipping into the uh dipping deep into the Japanese well of obscurity here. Uh to get this stuff. Uh but I suppose six shot to some degree. Uh actually in uh over on Stasis Pod recently, uh we watched Rebirth. Uh, and we got to see Six Shot's only American cartoon appearance, in which he he shut down all of the aerial bots one at a time, and then was promptly forgotten about. Uh, but yes, in in Japan, he continued on as the the Decepticons ninja consultant. Uh, and I see that they had his ship mode on display with the ship in quotes. I love that it's just his gun upside down. So they could not have to make him entirely orange. Uh, I see that we have a little Fangry here. Ah, oh. oh, that's adorable. Yeah, maybe they'll recolor him as grotesque. They're maybe close. give him a new head and make him grotesque. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, uh, I like a tiny Fangry too. Uh, he's another one of the little... I love that there's just this little $5 assortment that's also super fun because I can just like pick them up at Target on the way to my coffee shop and, and play with them while I'm trying to avoid actually working. Oh, it, it's great. It's been so long since we've had that really good impulse buy size class for Transformers. Yeah. Yes, and I, I miss that. Uh, they also had on display the uh, G2 Laser Prime-inspired Optimus Prime. Uh, who sadly still does not appear to have stickers of him burning a forest down on his side. <laughs> uh, but his plastic is a delightful bright greenish yellow, uh, which his original toy was did not have at all, but which is very 90s. So I appreciate it. Uh, and also, that was... Mm-hmm. We're also finally getting a little legends size kickback, or whatever the scale is. The match with the other two Insecticons. Hey, I can have all three of them Sweet with articulation that aren't slowly decaying of my G1 ones. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, they have never exactly been hard to find or very expensive. But, yeah. Because they came out at that point where Transformers was really catching, well, it had really caught on, so they were being ordered right about then, and so all the stores ordered, like, a million of them, so they were overproduced. The yeah, so it's end. Hard to get that's, that's our... it, it's hard to get ones that aren't missing antennas or paint or stickers, though. Well, there was yeah. the reissues, but they were kind of expensive. I wanted ones with articulation. They were ridiculously expensive. Finally getting articulation. Mm-hmm. Yay. How to just Yay. army build them. So there are... <laughs> there are new... Uh, robots in Disguise cartoon toys. Uh, sadly, none of them are Filch, so yeah. I'm sad. Uh, but there are some adorable little pudgy mini-dudes and some actually Energon-style combiners, somehow. <laughs> yeah, shirt and pants. And shirt and, I, that's one thing I never gimmick. I never expected them to come back. The shirt and pants combiners. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like a broken record saying this, but I've wanted it to come back, and it, I like it so much more for combiners. And I'm happy to see it back in any form, 
I am a little disappointed that it seems to be a very simplified version of the individual figures, but I'm glad it's happening at all. I'm a little disappointed by the amount of paint it looks like these yeah, things have. Yeah, these look like a very low price point very cool. toy. So, I mean, like... If these were like five, seven bucks each, I'd definitely mm-hmm. jump on some Dollar store toys. Possibly. Uh, yay, family dollar. Uh, yeah, I could see these definitely being in that sort of sub-legends price class, uh, just based on their paint apps and their amount of articulation, which is not very much at all. Yeah, well, I think they come in the two packs. Yeah, they come in two packs, so. If you get a shirt, any of it. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, that's very land crossy. Uh, but I guess they, uh, they do have their own individual modes. Uh, so. Then they're also doing activator combiners, which. Yay, I know, they're so round and pudgy. Look at the pudgy minicons. And that one has, that one has wheels <laughs> for feet. super pudgy. And just all the, all the robots in disguise minicons are just precious. They're just precious chubby babies. And I want to hug them all. <laughs> they seem huggable. And the 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 big reveal of they the do. weekend uh, was probably they didn't bring the entirety of Trypticon. They just brought his leg. <laughs> yes, and it's the size but, of the uh, forearm of the guy showing it off. Pretty much, it's a large leg. It's a it's an incredibly detailed, very large leg. Yeah, uh, it's it's got, and I like that it's got that clear piece of plastic over the hip which is, oh, I don't like know that just seems very G1 to me yeah, he, yeah. And it, they show him next yeah. to Six Shot who's a leader class and the leg is bigger than Six Shot just mm-hmm. the leg <laughs> uh, this thing's so going to cost so like $500 well th- th- admittedly he's yeah. a dinosaur so the legs are like a tenth of his mass at least well each leg well, I mean, you only need one kidney. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think looking at Six Shot there, I think he may actually be the Voyager class. Oh, mm, I don't no, because I... he doesn't. Or do you think that does look like leader class? I looked it up while we were talking about it previously, and I'm pulling it up again. He is a leader class. Okay. All right. I guess I just turned around and looked at my. Uh, the recent Ultra Magnus. I was like, no, no, I guess that's right. Uh, I don't know why I was just thinking of leader class being bigger, because uh, my brain. Derp. Uh, but yes, it is. Uh, the leg is taller than Six Shot. It's, yeah, like I said, you only need one kidney, <laughs> uh, so you can, <laughs> so you can afford him. It's really nice, though. Yeah. Uh, so that's about all we got out of New York Comic Con, by which I mean that's a whole lot of really cool lots stuff. And lots uh, of most of which, yes, a lot of which I'm looking forward to buying. Uh, I I definitely feel that uh, that you know 1987 plus the uh, 86, 87, 88 uh, Japanese stuff is stuff that doesn't really get enough love. Uh, so it's really great to see some of that get new toys and get various other homages. Uh, also, <laughs> White Leo. <laughs> what the heck? I guess I should I should note for listeners who may not be familiar with that particular piece of trivia. 
uh, is that uh, Battle Beasts, uh, which were a separate line here in Japan, uh, Takara had them show up in a couple episodes of the Transformers cartoon, uh, and that would be in the Headmaster series. Uh, And also, they were individually boxed in Japan, (laughs) and that is about as adorable as you can imagine. (laughs) They were these little, like... Maybe two inch tall boxes. <laughs> they were they were absolutely <laughs> adorable. But uh, White Leo was the the leader of them in Japan. Uh, so they were they they were actually. It's not one of those weird things like having a bot shots toy that's ROM or something like they they had displayed at one of the cons once. They are actually related to Transformers. In especially that one specifically, you know, via Japan. And uh, so that's that. Uh, also, uh, before we move on to the comics, uh, we will give a little bit of a plug, I guess, to the Collector's Club store, uh, which has put the, the most important thing they have ever produced in the history of fun publications up for sale on their site. Uh, the G.I. Joe figure of Dr. Biggles Jones. Well, not just her. <laughs> she comes in a whole set. Uh, you could pre-order with... It has a rat bat. I'm tempted because of rat bat. Yeah, I mean, it's got a rat bat, and it's got a Cobra Commander, and it's got a Megatron, but but it's the most important thing. It's got Biggles Dr. Jones. Biggles Jones. Actually, that that is very important, and also uh, only human RC and Rodimus are up for pre-order. Uh, that's, that's our, uh, that's one of those, one of those childhood dream toys there. So, uh, I, I may have to pick those up. Uh, it's, it's very exciting. So, uh, we Bet you can, never thought I guess, you were gonna see that. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Also, yes, there's, there's Ninja Force Scarlet, which I think I brought up previously, like, I had as not not as a kid as a teenager, uh, and so it's very exciting to get one who's not like got some ridiculous action feature making her have weird proportions. Yay! She had like Yay. a little kicky action. Also, <laughs> they along with the Batman Night Force Ninja stuff that was the the part of the '90s where. Toy companies obviously had no real concept of what ninjas should look like or do. <laughs> because she's just bright green and yellow. Neon colors. The 90s. Uh, so this week, it was the 90s. Uh, the 90s could never decide whether it wanted to be super dark or super bright. So it decided it's... on both the same Yeah. Time. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of things that are kind of dark, uh, we have Adjectivalist Transformers number 57 this week, uh, with the kind of dark coloring of Livio Raimondelli, David's favorite artist. <laughs> it's great. It's gonna be funny if you like run into him at a convention sometime. I do. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I I say that, but I I had to be in the presence of Pat Lee at a convention before, and I managed to survive. However, Without he did end him? up signing something. He he did end up signing something that he had nothing to do with. So 
was well, nice. that's Pat Lee. That's kind of the ultimate Pat Lee yeah. memorabilia, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I had taken, I think it was Armada number one, uh, because I actually, I really liked the Armada comic until towards the end of Furman's run when they sort of started pushing all this weird edit, editorial edicts of putting random G1 stuff in there. Uh, but, uh, so I took that for, uh, the writer, whose name I'm suddenly blinking on, and I'm sure that's for the best. Uh, I took it for him to sign, and as, you know, right after he signed it, Pat Lee just reached over and grabbed it and signed it too. <laughs> but you, you didn't, you didn't even, you didn't even work on that. So. You didn't even you, pay anybody Pat for that. Damn it, Pat Lee. Yes. Well, I think at that point he was still paying people, but not long after. So anyway, Livio Raymondelli. Uh, yes, this issue, some stuff happens. Uh, I would and say that, that my... about finishes our coverage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, but... I would say that my favorite part of the issue was when someone actually held a small conversation with one of the individual torchbearers. Uh, and it was not Pyra Magna. So I feel like that's some sort of, I feel like that's some sort of combiner vegetal test. Like, if, if one of the combiner limbs holds a conversation with another character, and it's not the, the main, the leader. Uh, because for whatever reason, they tend to get to be in things more. A uh, combiner limb, but, who is not the team leader, has a conversation with a non-combiner. Yes. That is the uh, I, was also, test. <laughs> I was also going to say that uh, Swindle exempts from from this. Yeah. Because as we have discussed previously, Swindle is the most amazing combiner limb. <laughs> yeah. I also like the point at which apparently Rumble was going to start using his pile drivers on a raft. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what he was going to Something bad. Neither is any other character in the book, which is great. <laughs> yeah, that that was the thing too, is that that she was like, uh, that's not the best idea. Uh, so yeah, uh, we got some things happening. Uh, yeah, I I have to say that the uh, the the storytelling side of the art did leave a bit to be desired. Uh, there wasn't really a, a great flow of where things were in relation to each other. Like, Jazz is here, and I'm not... Was he underwater first? Uh, he seems to have gotten shot down somewhere, so. yeah, but... Yeah, they they go underwater, and Jazz gets shot underwater, but it looks like he's shot into the ground, because I don't know how their guns work. Well, no, I think they hit him with torpedoes, but they're shooting underwater. So, whatever. Although, <laughs> but my problems with this issue aren't just with Raymondelli's art. The writing also isn't that great. There's one point where Cup is shouting at um, Needlenose, just get your brother onto Skybite. He's talking about Skybite, uh, not Skybite. Oh, I thought maybe mm. Skybite was with them. That's, no, that's he's an on Cybertron somewhere, thing. I think. Or he's on the, yeah, he's in Cybertron, oh, no. like, hanging out at Blur's Bar. Hanging out at the new McAdams. Soundwave's colony for a while. Maybe they might have gone back to Cyber. I forget what happened there. But Skybite is not carrying anyone anywhere. That's Skylink's job. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I do like that, that Mindwipe in one of the panels is like carrying someone in bat mode yeah. through the water. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bat. 
I just like him for being a bat. I will say I, and gosh, I don't know. Also, apparently this comic just crashed my Adobe reader. So I think, I think that's a good summary. I, I don't like that they made it seem, it was like there was this panel like, oh my god, he just killed Soundwave, but then Soundwave is actually not dead. Yeah, like, he cuts halfway through his torso, like, cutting through Mm -hmm. to where a spine would be if a robot had a spine, but no, he's perfectly fine after that. I, I do kind of almost like that, the whole, I killed him, (laughs) ha ha ha. Oh, right, we're Cybertronians, he's not dead, shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess if if one acknowledges that he has been living among humans and believing himself to be a human for quite some time, but I get the feeling towards the end that Sovereign is having some multiple personality issues. Yeah. Yeah. Though in the, and... in the uh, More Than Meets the Eye stuff, it did really seem like... Blackrock was, you know, sovereign, uh, but here it seems like he sovereign is its own personality that's come out. Uh, so that may be yeah. something that's changed in the meantime, or things. <laughs> I, I feel like this entire issue can be TLDR'd as G.I. Joe hates Transformers, Sentinel Prime is a zealot, by revolution, kids! Yay! Yeah, there was a bit of of revolution tie-in stuff with the G.I. Joe and all of that. Uh, And Victorion combined again. Yay! And then they went to Cybertron. The end. Yeah. The end. Yep. There's also been two more issues of Revolution, which seems to have gotten over the first issue's kind of tonal problem of just feeling like the it's the first issue of the crossover of course they're fighting and done more to establish like the motivations of all the various factions and why they'd be in conflict with one another instead of just somebody's holding the idiot ball <laughs> so uh so yeah did you actually read the second and third issues because I, I have been somewhat distracted the last the last few weeks uh, which is part of why we we were not uh, here last week. Uh, medical tests. So, yeah, tell us tell us about it, Alex. Well, it is your job. I'm not sure I know it well enough to recap it in full. But sum up. Rom is too busy trying to kill diorates to explain why he's trying to kill diorates. So standard Rom. But the Autobots managed to uh, stop him well enough to force him to explain himself, and then they start getting along again. G.I. Joe actually does enough investigation to figure out that, oh, all of the people that Rom killed were actually not humans who we thought they were, so that's something seriously wrong. Mask? uh, I don't actually know that much about Mask, but they are being established as being led by somebody who is clearly extremely evil. (laughs) Miles Mayhem! Yay! Yay! Yep, Miles Mayhem That's... is, like, keeping Blitzwing half alive while experimenting on him and tells the rest of the team that the Transformers are just robots. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> Blitzwing, who was just fine last issue. Uh, but, but yes, he, uh, 
like like we were saying, there's some stuff being released out of chronology here. Yeah. Uh, but it seems to be catching up because that ended with Blitzwing being carried off to presumably become a trophy in Miles Mayhem's office. Uh, yeah, I, gosh, I, I do need to read this just to find out how they justify mask in a world where there are, you know, better things that, that cars can transform into than cars with wings. Uh, they're, they're justifying it as not just cars with wings, but reverse engineered Cybertronian technology. Ah, <laughs> but is it reverse engineered into something better than cars with wings? Cars with wings is cool. Cars with wings and weapons that can take down Transformers. I guess that's fair. I do also appreciate even just looking at the cast page that we now have gender-bent Doc and race-bent Matt Tracker. Uh, I can can get along with both of those decisions. They seem Uh, to be not on board with the evil, so... Good, good. Uh, Presumably the actual people from Mask are not going to be on board with the evil. Yeah. Presumably they're going to find out that their leader is a bad guy. Cup, a bad gets, guy. Cup gets captured and then makes the mistake of trying to exposition. <laughs> so is this a different artist than the first one? I think it's the same. Looks similar. Hmm. The first issue was... Yeah. Same artist. Fico Asio. Okay. Some of his stuff, some of it here is looking a little, I don't know, more lively than I felt the first one was. But again, yeah. I haven't actually gone through and read the whole thing. And then all that or 13 that blew up was apparently being teleported to the Microverse, which oh. is apparently the final resting place of Micronus Prime. Oh. <gasps> what? And the... Micronauts villain that the name of is Baron Karza. Yes, Baron <gasps> Karza. Baron Karza believes he and his kind were made in Micronus Prime's image, and is oh. trying to get Or Thirteen in order to stop the Microverse from destabilizing. So the Micronauts are minicons, kinda. Technically, I think so. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And also, so Rom, there's the, I didn't read it closely enough at the very end, and it's like, Rom is trying to destroy all the Or-13 so the diorates can't get it, but would destroy the Microverse in the process, and at first Optimus Prime is on board with it, but then Windblade tries to stop it when they realize it'll destroy another universe. That's weird. I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing where it goes, because it ends on... The Micronauts ship being attacked by snake eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's the Micronauts ship, which is small. Yes, it is tiny. They're wondering why there's a giant guy who looks like Baron Karza with a katana that's about to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even get that they're small compared to the other people here yet. Ah. It's just like the last two pages. They're like, this looks so like, I do like the, this the... can't be natural. This looks clearly man-made, but it's huge. And then Snake Eyes attacks on the last page. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the cover to issue four, which is Baron Karza and a bunch of dire wraiths, which is like the, the most Marvel 1983 thing <laughs> in the world. 
I appreciate it. Oh, that's great. So after that, we have the the best part, which is these little bios. Yay, bios uh, are back. Which are like a lot like the the Marvel Universe slash Transformers Universe uh, G1 stuff. And it helpfully informs us uh, that Victorion's marital status in single. <laughs> yes. I take issue with <laughs> I that. I do too. I think they're clearly in a polyamorous relationship. Uh, yeah, because it, it lists known relatives as Stormclash and Skyburst are twin sisters, so yeah, it should take them into account that they are they are a relationship. Yeah. They are an experience. <laughs> <laughs> they are yeah. a conversation. Aw, <laughs> oh, they're so great. But uh it, it's an odd thing, like marital status being there, it's like I guess they had to replace known weaknesses with something, because <laughs> they took that out, but the marital status. Okay. I mean, we also... Kn- actually, l- let's look at this whole thing. Is anyone here actually married? No! None of them! <laughs> Why none did of, they even uh, put marital <laughs> status? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess they're all Rams is unknown. <laughs> yes. Which, in, I guess, in the original Marvel was he? I know he had a girlfriend. I forgot if they were married. They were probably married at some. Point. I, I wish they'd had more fun with that. Like, uh, Blitzwing's marital status should be single parent of Buster. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thundercrackers, I mean. Yeah, Thundercrackers. Well, Thundercrackers not here, but yeah, single parents. <laughs> well, soon he's going to be the single parent of a Titan Master. Yay! Possibly. I mean, depending on how he feels about that. He's been stabbed. At th- He's getting a toy anyway, whether or not he, that happens in the comic. I suppose. I Presumably, given everything else that's happening in the comic that t- ties into the toys at this point, I'm assuming that, you know, he's probably getting a toy like that. Also, because that, op- no, that's Octane. That, that yeah. Optimus Oct- Prime Octane's is Optimus, clearly it's, like. It's, it's a Megatron that looks like Blitzwing. He's a oh, tank I thought it was player. Sentinel Prime. Nope. No. Sentinel Prime is Astro Train. Train. Uh. Yes. So we've seen other things that are probably going to be all three of the Decepticon Triple Changers. Yes. We just haven't gotten there. Like it's like Overlord. It's like they're teasing us. It's like here's the thing. Hey, hey, look at this. This is going to be something else. It's weird that they they seem to be doing that with everything. Like um. Look at this thing that's almost but not quite that thing you really want. Yeah, like Alpha Trion is like, wait, is that broadside? Yes, yes, it is broadside with remolding. But this is mm-hmm. weird. They're doing it this way. It, it it's entertaining, but it's weird. Yeah, I I still I still don't understand why they put marital status if they're all single. Well, this is only two. They've only had two issues with, with it, the tech spec whatever Marvel Universe kind of profiles. Maybe the next issue somebody will be... Although, who? I don't know. Maybe we're headed for that being a dramatic reveal for someone. Snake Eyes! Oh, man. Maybe somebody's got a conjunctsandura who we, you know, wouldn't think of. Like, I don't know, Mind Wipe. (laughs) Aww. Bet's in love. (laughs) <laughs> would it be especially interesting if the only one who isn't single or unknown is a robot? Yes. Can we have Chrome Dome next to It's issue? a robot. <laughs> yes. A robot in a presumably gay relationship. Or, you know, as gay as they are, given that they're robots without actual sex. Though they do have gender now. 
Anyway, so before we get too deep into that, uh, I think it's that's... It's okay if the rigid grill structures don't touch. Yes, <laughs> well, we could, we could go talk to Tumblr about all this. They have some, uh, they have some opinions. Uh, though that opinion is really just that they are all the same sex functionally. Anyway, uh, so I think that's about it for this week. Uh, anything yeah. else to bring up? Uh, I think that about Canada has been airing David? those Robots in Disguise episodes. They're five episodes in, and ah, uh, yes, they all right. Supposedly, they're actually going to start airing. I think the twenty second in America of this month, twenty second mm-hmm. of October. Hopefully. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, as we are boring Americans here, uh, except except for on Stasis Pod, where we have our token Canadian, uh, we will be reviewing those on the American airing schedule. Yes. Uh, m- mostly just because reasons. Yeah, well. Because we, we are, are totally justifying our decision not to watch episodes for this. We're not bootlegging. Yeah. Also, you know, quality that's out there is kind of sketchy anyway. Daily motiony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we will be back next week with that. Uh, but for this week, uh, we will be signing off now. Uh, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David. Good night. <laughs> I just want to say good night. Icon Underground Radio is a production of IconUnderground.net. Uh, where we host this show as well as Stasis Pod, our Beast Wars, and now Beast Machines podcast. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground, and Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com. Uh, we are an entirely listener-supported podcast, and we could use your help uh, paying our hosting fees and other minor expenses. Uh, we have a Patreon set up at uh, patreon.com slash iaconunderground uh, where you can go and help us out 